and this is my Slovak experience. Hello everyone, my today's guest is Olga Rosell. Olga is a Russian humanitarian and a community organizer. She experienced the diplomatic life and she's a member of the International Women's Club of Bratislava. She landed in Slovakia temporarily due to her husband's job and she knows that she's going to move on at one point. But in the meantime, you will hear how she keeps herself busy trying to help the local community and raise awareness about the issues she believes in. Olga is the founder also of the We Foodie Facebook group that counts thousands of members focused on discovering the best ethnic food in Slovakia. So, if you're interested to hear more, let's go. Olga Rosell. Enjoy. So, I'm here with uh, Olga Rosell. So, Olga, welcome to my Slovak experience. Thank you. Thank you for inviting. So, uh, so you are originally from Russia, right? But yeah. that's not the only place you've been in the world, I learned. So, tell me something about your story. So, and what actually took you to Slovakia? So, why you're here and why you're in Slovakia? I was raised uh, in Russia and then um, I moved... Um, 15 years ago to the US for family reasons and then uh, since that time I've been traveling all around the world and I lived in uh, three countries and visited maybe 15 or 16 countries so far. The only place I've never been is uh, Africa. I've been to South Korea, I lived in Central Asia, in Uzbekistan, then I in Poland for three years, Warsaw, and of course, US, mm-hmm. where I traveled uh, pretty much uh, everywhere, far from back, and north and uh, south. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, and what took you here then, to Slovakia? So what uh, was the reason you are in this country? Well, it's just destiny. I had to be here, I guess, <laughs> by Providence, and I arrived one year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that I'm here. And uh, so, when, when uh, maybe if you if you can go back one year ago when you came first time, can you tell me about your first impressions of uh, Slovakia? So, what you thought when you came here, or what did you see? Because I studied Slovak for one year in Washington DC before okay. I arrived, uh, so I already had uh, some um, ideas, expectations about Slovakia. I wanted to try, of course, uh, some halushki <laughs> with bacon, because I was told by my uh, Slovak teacher that uh, it was created by the Italian uh, chef, actually. Halushki? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's why I wanted to try it, and I thought it's like it should be really amazing, and I tried it. It's it's good, and then of course I I learned or read in my study book that I should go to the castle and have some wine in the old cellar and listen to the Roma music. Mm-hmm and dance on the Roman music, so I, I had a really 
romantic expectations about Slovakia. But when I arrived, and I was the only one who was looking for uh, wine cellars and the Roma music in whole Slovakia. Nana really cared about it as much as I did. Mm -hmm. I actually did find it at some point, uh, maybe already in two months. I knew several wineries around the Bratislava. Okay. I found uh, all uh, popular places to listen and dance in Bratislava, okay. as well as uh, good food. But with food, of course, my journey started in January when I uh, founded uh, the Foodie Group. Okay. Uh, and the I had to go to the restaurants every week to discover all the hidden gems in uh, Bratislava. So, like, so you, you founded a group that is like a Facebook group? Yeah, just a Facebook yeah. uh, group with minimum investment possible. But now, from February, it reached uh, 1,300. 1,300 people? Yes. Uh, and this is more uh, for food, so you're sharing places to go, right? In, uh, yes. And I have uh, members uh, in uh, Washington DC, Central Asia, Russia, Europe, mm -hmm. uh, Paris, Vienna, and Slovakia. Yeah. So uh, and Korea, Korea as well, because I have some uh, friends from Asia that I had. And why did you found it? Like the reason was because there was, you know, it, it's uh, never so much advertised where to go to eat, or it's uh, so. What what brought you to found the foodie group after so some time you are here? All advertised places seem to be upscale or pricey, and uh, I wanted to know maybe there is something else mm -hmm. here than a four restaurant or or main, uh, main restaurants that we usually re read about uh, in a tour yeah. magazine. When you arrive, right, you get a lot of flyers and they are just full of uh, traditional expensive places. I wanted to know what uh, people read, really eat here. Okay. And I wanted to hear it from people, I didn't want to read it from uh, websites. And I didn't want even to follow some recommendations, right? Okay. From official institutions. So I decided to hear people's voice and I do it every week. So I go to restaurants people choose every week. If you can tell me what's the most remarkable food you experience in Slovakia, right? With, since you have, uh, you know, the, the group, you go around, you try many places. So what's different than usual? Slovak dish, my favorite Slovak dish is Zemlovka. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of uh, fruits and uh, cottage cheese. Yes. And egg uh, souffle, I believe. But I never tried it at home. But and it's, it's something that you, you don't usually find in a restaurant, right? I found it in a restaurant. Okay. Close to close to the riverbank actually, okay. serves amazing uh, Slovak food. But my group is uh, not only about Slovak food, we go to hidden uh, gems of Bratislava. Mm -hmm. Usually the restaurants are run uh, by foreigners okay. and they offer ethnic food. 
from uh, Persian, Egyptian, uh, Chinese, Vietnamese, Thai, Indonesian. And do you think that ma many of these are created by, uh, like, uh, this kind of business are started by foreigners coming to Slovakia and uh, sharing their food, or mostly Slovaks that they want to reproduce? I had the chance to meet the owners of these uh, restaurants, and usually uh, they are uh, coming from uh, different countries okay. for different reasons, sometimes work, sometimes uh, family. For example, Karina restaurant uh, was founded uh, by the worker who wanted to have Korean food mm -hmm. and he told me that he decided to open it as Latvitsky because it was close to Zhilina, right? Okay. Where Kia is. They have all uh, personal stories but uh, Slovakia is experiencing now culinary boom thanks to people who come to Slovakia from different countries mm -hmm. and I think we have to benefit it from it and then we have to go and try new food even if it sounds uh, totally uh, un, uh, you know inedible to them yeah. like grasshoppers the, or apparently inedible. I guess they might be good right if you taste them I did taste them and I encourage uh, everyone to uh, open uh, their taste buds right? and try, and try yeah. it but I did uh, try it uh, with Thai beer, but I already knew okay. from my uh, experience uh, in Washington, D.C. Because, of course, when I arrived from D.C., I realized uh, that there are many interesting restaurants uh, around, but people just don't go there. And then at some point, they just close because they cannot stay in business and compete with uh, traditional uh, beer pubs. Yes. This was also the reason why I wanted to go and explore mm -hmm. that restaurant and support them. Give them uh, some marketing that they don't really have. Mm -hmm. And so far it was a uh, great So supporting experience. means to share that there are more of these places and so more people, people can go there. Yeah. So I do bring people uh, to the restaurants that not many uh, locals know. And it's already up to the restaurant if we can keep the clients or not. So of course, uh, if uh, the restaurant uh, doesn't serve uh, good food, no market can help them, right? They yes. have to yeah. also serve fast uh, food that people would like yes. after they try it once, and then uh, they would come back again to, and then they would be their uh, clients. Uh, I think there are places where if the food is good, more people go because you naturally want. Sometimes it's in a, your inner circle. So in your case, perhaps you, your audience is the international uh, and expats in, in Bratislava, right? Kadi Fuji is an inner circle of friends. Because mm -hmm. it started from a friends community, right? And then uh, it's growing uh, because uh, people who are not my friends, they still want to know where my group goes and they still actually come uh, to the lunches mm -hmm. with me. So the invitation is to everyone to not only check out your group but also to meet if it's possible because it's good for you know meeting and networking and sharing. Yeah, some people come uh, for language practice if they want to improve their language or if they want to speak a different language. Of course, like common language is I think English. Yeah. But you still sometimes if you have more than two of. Uh, 
uh, one nationality. Uh, yeah. We switched to a preferred language automatically. So how many languages do you speak? Uh, five. So Russian, English, bit of Slovak. Russian, English, uh, Slovak, Polish, German. Okay. So that's our the availability as well to right. and <laughs> for a conversation. I worked in Poland, that's why I, I have actually a proficient uh, mm -hmm. level in Polish. This really interferes with my Slovak proficiency. Yeah. And how is your Slovak? Like from a Russian perspective, is it uh, easy to learn or? No, it's too hard. It took me one year to be uh, fluent in Slovak and then uh, one more year to get uh, functional. But I still, of course, uh, sound uh, like uh, not even Russian, but more like Russian-Polish speaker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I tend to use uh, Polish words more than my Russian words. Because I know that, uh, okay, that word is Russian for sure, so I will not use it in my Slovak, so I borrow it from Polish. Okay. That's why I sound sometimes like a mister <laughs> <laughs> from uh, High Tatry, from the Slovak-Polish border. So, but it's kind of um, close, close uh, region, right? Yeah. Everyone uh, is uh, different, mm -hmm. but close, like, and this makes it so beautiful and rich, right? So uh, this region uh, from the north to the mm -hmm. south, they. Uh, they're very close to each other, but they still preserve their identity mm -hmm. and um, charm, right? And um, what uh, what did you do? You like about Slovakia in general? Is there anything? I like I like people in, who live in Slovakia. I met amazing people due to my work. Um, uh, at the charity committee of the International Women Club of Bratislava. Mm -hmm. I met the mothers of artistic children who founded the organization from zero and had courage to speak up about these problems. Mm -hmm. And now, thanks to them, these mothers, the whole Bratislava is coming to, to her center and uh, get help uh, and get uh, their children integrated into the normal uh, schools. Mm -hmm. I met uh, the directors of centers for disabled people, mentally disabled and physically disabled, orphans. Of course, I, I met amazing uh, people uh, in business, right? who make uh, Bratislava better and better every day. And uh, so, so you, you have uh, some kind of activities into charity and to, you know, trying to help the community, right? It's very... Uh, so, tell common, me more about right, it. It's very common, um, in my opinion, uh, to get involved in the charity and fundraise and uh, anywhere I live because you really want to reach out to the local community and uh, you do not want to be just a temporary guest here. You also want to make some change for better. Mm -hmm. And I want to leave uh, Bratislava a better place than it was before I arrived, right? Mm -hmm. I know it's a bit ambitious, but uh, I'm very serious about it. 
and I hope with my uh, small uh, part uh, and role uh, in uh, the charity fundraising uh, is going to make a difference mm -hmm. and I already see the difference and, and uh, club's activity is so great uh, last year uh, we uh, financed uh, washing machines for for the Roma settlement okay. there is no uh, sewage system or any kind of laundromats like you would expect to see uh, in the States mm -hmm. and uh, the organization that uh, received this funds sent us pictures with kids uh, looking how their laundry is clean mm -hmm. thanks to that machine mm -hmm. first time in their life of course that is amazing and rewarding so basically part of um, your activities is to gather funds, right? So to also raise awareness about the needs. Yes, as a team, uh, uh, team member, uh, I do participate mm -hmm. and uh, devote my time and uh, ideas. And for example, we will be a charity Christmas Bazaar at Star Tushnitsa because every single uh, coin, uh, dime you spend there, to go directly to the Slovak charity. So it's your chance to give back to the Slovak local community. Yeah. Not just come to work, make money and then go home, but while you're here, also contribute to the local community. Mm -hmm. uh, whoever I interviewed so far, either, you know, they either have a family here or they chose to live here without any time limit, let's say, right? So, you're saying there are also those kind of uh, foreigners that they come that they are for sure know that they will leave at one point in the country but in, during the time you're here you shouldn't only just live in your kind of bubble of business or need or whatever but just trying also to help the community since you're here and since you perhaps have the possibilities for it, right? Right, because the all newcomers they always see something to be improved and they have a zeal to do it. Mm -hmm. Why not? Plus, uh, for example, uh, for this bazaar, you don't need anything, right? Just uh, maybe one, two hours of your time mm -hmm. and pleasant shopping experience, right? And uh, But the scale of that is huge, mm -hmm. right? That, that particular penny you spend will contribute to the big pool. Yeah. And uh, how do you... So, uh, do you organize the whole event or you are just collaborating with the... That, uh, the biggest uh, fundraising event in Slovakia is difficult to organize by one person. Yeah, no, so, there is a whole team, uh, whole team uh, directed by uh, the president of a club, mm -hmm. Susan Vanderhelm, and the bazaar coordinator is Jennifer Sturgeon. Mm -hmm. uh, they are driving force behind this event. And of course, uh, the team uh, consists of like 15 or 16 uh, volunteers. So it's huge indeed. Uh, and that one day, during that day, uh, uh, the organization raises about uh, 100,000 uh, euros just for one day. Wow. And that uh, funds when uh, are allocated to the different applicants. Mm -hmm all around Slovakia, but it has to be Slovak uh, organization, mm -hmm. charity organization. And uh, I, I, I don't know why, 
uh, what are the real reasons but why, why do you think someone should dedicate time and some of their money for it right what's the motivation you sh- should have or I think everyone has its own experience but mm-hmm. um, main thing um, that people uh, face that problems themselves right because human beings are quite selfish let's face it mm-hmm. right so everyone who gets involved in uh, this uh, altruistic work mm-hmm. at some point of their life faced the same uh, difficulties and hardships that other people facing right now so as for me yes i for example um, was disabled for six months right i had uh, no hand literally after my surgery mm-hmm. and then realized how difficult it is for a person uh, to live without uh, your hand that's why i'm a little bit um, biased helping uh, organizations with disabilities i mean organizations help people mm-hmm. with disabilities that's why i also support this idea of uh, black box for uh, experiencing uh, blindness. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the more people uh, actually experience how hard it is to live with disabilities, uh, the more they will be uh, supportive when they are active themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's why if you are active and uh, you are blessed to be healthy and have uh, two hands and three yeah. legs, and uh, working brains, right? Yeah. You really have to uh, use it yeah. in a good way. Not only for uh, your um, work and income, but you also have to help uh, someone who doesn't have the same uh, uh, blessings as you, yeah. right? I mean, there is actually no apparent merit in being what we are right then like we are born where we are born we have capabilities that we have and we didn't choose that but we just happened to be born in that situation so uh, that's actually the point like someone is born in one way somebody is another way so if we are able instead to support and help that's actually um uh, i think one, one part of the um, engagement into charity perhaps or into at least you know with volunteer work or with our time is also that the more you help the more you enter into this kind of mindset and you put down the shoes of a different perspective so you're even more open right and more open-minded in this to understand variety and uh, differences uh, do, do you think the since you, you have some kind of you know knowledge of this particular area do you think that the, who is has different ability, perhaps. I don't really like the type of di- dif- di- disability. It's more like inst- there is nothing less, right? It's just a different kind of ability. So, but do you think they have... Um, how, how is the life of uh, this kind of group of people in, in Slovakia? So it's, there is a lot of work to do yet, right? The country and the government or... I don't know. What's your opinion? In my opinion, the um, is, of course... Uh, uh, could be improved any time. <laughs> There's always room uh, for perfection. Yeah. But then compared, of course, uh, with US, uh, Slovakia needs to 
enforce uh, strict regulations about uh, disability access. Mm -hmm. Because till now, unfortunately, we can see that there is no really access to bus stops. Mm -hmm. But you would want in this station. And of course, there are not uh, many sidewalks, not to mention uh, um, cable stones in Old Town I discovered. But apparently, cablestones in Old Town can give uh, a muscle ache to the people on the wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. And I never even thought about it till I actually, uh, you know, spoke to the people with these problems. Mm -hmm. But of course, we cannot really like change right now all the stones in Old Town, right? It's a part of uh, inheritance, right? So there should be always a middle ground between change and. Uh, progress. Tell me more about your Slovak experience, right? So what's the, uh, what's your relationship with the uh, uh, Slovaks and, uh, you know, Slovak culture and tradition? <laughs> no, of course, because uh, I speak with a, a heavy Russian accent, uh, I always have to uh, go through this experience with some uh, prism. <laughs> People uh, know uh, Russian, so I'm, I do feel uh, uh, that I can understand the culture better because uh, people know my language, they know who, where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. But of course, I, at the same time, I have to deal with stereotypes about me that I have to break uh, on a daily basis. Okay. Uh, I do not buy porcelain and um, ceramics or crystals in the um, huge numbers as uh, you know some Russian tourists do mm -hmm. um, I don't try not to wear a lot of show coats <laughs> so yes but I still cannot hide this so when I'm in Slovakia I I am more than ever reminded that I'm Russian mm -hmm. and while in the US I don't even notice that I am different because the U.S. is a country of immigrants. That's why everyone has some kind of accent, and no one even think, no one thinks uh, what kind of accent you have. Mm -hmm. Here, of course, uh, I hear my native language more often than in the States. At the same time, uh, I also like get offered like uh, vodka all of a sudden while I don't <laughs> drink vodka. Right, but people assume that I like vodka and they give me vodka and I alright, great. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the best uh, Slovak experience uh, maybe was uh, strolling around uh, and um, uh, kind of you know going on little trips to small towns, mm -hmm. like, like uh, Trenčín or Bojnice, Košice, mm -hmm. Trnava, and uh, other small towns in the, the mountains. And it's easy because uh, it's really close by car. You yeah. can cross, I crossed uh, Slovakia maybe in four hours by car. And I travel all around Slovakia and saw amazing wineries, 
castles and uh, different, uh, of course, rivers, right? Slovakia is famous for the Vach river, mm -hmm. nature. It's amazing. And, uh, and I uh, actually hiked uh, in Marianka as well. That was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, but on the other hand, uh, before my travels and um, uh, different mm -hmm. uh, culture experiences, I realized the important thing that you have to pre preserve your own identity. Mm -hmm. You have to keep uh, and uh, cherish your individuality because it's very easy to lose it, mm -hmm. very easy, very easy to lose your accent, actually, <laughs> and um, forget about your your heritage, very easy. That's why sometimes I do get uh, into the mood of uh, becoming even too Russian when I used to be. <laughs> it, I think it's very important. Yeah. That's why I'm also like keeping in touch with the uh, Russian community in Bratislava, Russian-speaking community in Bratislava, and uh, try to attend as many uh, cultural events mm -hmm. as possible. Emma, you know, uh, you said you, you were in the US, you were living in Poland, and now in Slovakia, Slovakia. you were from yeah. Russia, so basically in Central Asia as well. So uh, at the end, are you still only Russian? That's a question. Or you are a mixture of cultures? Who right. is Olga? Exactly. Um, this is just me. In uh, every culture and every country I lived uh, gave me a new life. Mm -hmm. It's like dying and then uh, uh, being born again. Yes. Every time when I come to a new country, I always uh, rediscover myself. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing, maybe, you know, considering Slovakia, when, what do you would change about this country? If you could, like, if you would have your magic wand and you, uh, there is one thing that still has to be changed. Well, I would definitely uh, uh, change a bit graf graf graffiti per, uh, policy mm -hmm. here because some graffitis are really like, but other graffitis are on the abandoned buildings and then mm -hmm. they are in the center of Bratislava. In my opinion, uh, it would be much better. It would be a little bit less, right? So to just project much neater. Uh, image mm. of a city, but it could be my personal. But it's basically the purpose is. Uh, I, I still think that uh, some uh, centrally located uh, squares mm -hmm. need to be renovated. Like Kamenina um, Mestia really has to be improved. It's in downtown, and um, when you arrive uh, as a tourist, this is the first grocery store, I think, that Lidl and uh, yeah. Tesco that people see. That's why sometimes uh, people come back uh, from Bratislava with the impression that uh, it was not very well-kept city, right? That's, but it's very easy fix, right? And Hlavna Stanica is also needs to be improved, in my opinion. Uh, I believe that maybe uh, in a year or so, it will be already brushed up a little bit. Because mm -hmm. I hear 
many people talk about it. So it's not just my opinion. Everything else I think is great and uh, it should be preserved maybe as well because uh, old town really needs to be preserved. I see uh, skyscrapers appearing in some uh, areas, mm -hmm. right? Uh, towers. But, and I like it actually, I like this architectural style, but maybe it should be moved to a different location, so okay. there would be more modern buildings in this town to provide better office. Yeah. <laughs> but you still have to preserve its charm three-four buildings. I don't know, but it's up again to the locals, you know, as a foreigner I cannot be influenced. It's a, it's a decision. Yeah, but you have a certain, the, you know, you as foreigner, as many others, right, that we are here, we are also part of the whole experience, right? So, uh, we what we see, everybody sees. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's not, I don't think there is a different opinion between a Slovak and a foreigner in many things. Right? What is objectively beautiful is beautiful. What looks dirty is dirty. What looks comfortable is comfortable, right? So, uh, graffiti, as you say, if it's not done properly, it's objectively ugly, generally. So, you know. No, because also, like, parking mm -hmm. also needs to be changed a little bit, I think. Parking is a problem in the old town. But there are many garages, right? That's mm -hmm. why I don't sometimes understand why it's still a problem. But it's just very expensive, I think. Maybe that's why. Depends on the price as well, probably. Yeah, and it is like cases. five euros per hour in the center, mm -hmm. which is quite expensive, I think. But again and again, it's the same thing. Like you still have to pay a mm. lot for parking. I would buy, I would add more option to go by bike myself, like, you know, to really, I, I hear a lot of times where, yeah, you shouldn't go by bike around Bratislava because it's dangerous. I would actually make it safe so that then you don't need parking, right? You just can go out and with a bicycle. No, trams, I like trams as well. Mm -hmm. I like tram system here. And bus system is quite uh, good. But when I arrived, of course, I, will, I, got, I got lost with uh, bars, uh, bus tickets. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult for me to figure out how the machine works. Okay. Because <laughs> it was really different from anything I saw. Because I believe even uh, Polish ticket machines worked somehow different. So your experience from Poland, you, you had more complexity in dealing with... The buses and travels right no actually warsaw also has very good infrastructure mm -hmm. like public tra transport uh, infrastructure but every every just country is very different in these small uh, simple things and you would just think in uh, the age of globalization everything should be unified mm -hmm. but uh, to be honest anytime when i uh, arrive in a country the main problem is uh, uh, parking yeah. And how and, and trying to figure out the rules about how to pay for park for yeah. parking. All right. Cool. So thank, thank you, you Olga much. for sharing. And uh, yeah, come again 
from when you will have a next uh, Facebook group or next initiative. I'm always happy to, to share. Thank you. Ciao. You can listen to My Slovak Experience directly on the website myslovakexperience.com or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Tuning Radio or you can also find it and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you everyone for listening to My Slovak Experience. See you at the next interview. Till then, have fun, share and enjoy.